Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. With me, David Badil, and my co-patriot. Strange word. Oh, that's weird. Is that a word? Is that a word? Uh, co-patriot? I didn't want to say co-presenter. I hate the word presenter. And I was going to say friend. Seems a hell of a thing I was going to say friend, out. but I thought in this capacity he's more than a friend. Co-friend. You're a, you're a professional. You're working right. with me here. Right. So friend's not enough. Hence patriot. Co-patriot. Is uh, it a thing? Partner? Part, no, I partner think. suggests that we're in a relationship, which, you know... Which um, you don't want to well, mess up about. I, I'm happy to, to imagine that we are. Don't get me wrong. Co-patriot, of all the things you could say, that seems so low down the list. I don't even know. Do you mean like a patriot? No. Compatriot. Compatriot oh, is a okay. person residing or holding citizenship in the same country as another. Now, that I think is fair enough because we're in the country of David Bowie yeah. and associated musical Oh, no, you totally trivia. said the right thing. Yeah. So, compatriot. I'm definitely compatriot. Yeah, like <laughs> compatriot. Yeah. Tim Hinks, hello, Tim. Yeah, hi. Hey, hello. <laughs> You're <was> right. <laughs> the question I wanted to ask you is whether you think you've ever said we have in a really weird, squeaky, hysterical way. Do you think, have you, think, have you ever said that? We have. I feel you've got something planned. Because I, feel, I feel this is leading somewhere. Um, I was just listening. I, I imagine I, I have done that. Oh, right, I'd love I to imagine. hear that sometime. So, oh, no, right. Um, that's a cue for me. <laughs> yeah. There's a Brit... I was listening back... Hang on a sec. Ask me the question again. Have you ever said we have in a slightly hysterical, squeaky way? I have. So I have. Well, I, it didn't really work, though, because I had to say I. But. Hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't normally listen to the full podcast back All right. that we do. Are you going to play a bit of the podcast? And, but I sort of went on to it to listen to it, which, by the way... You, this, is they, bit, this is a bit meta. <laughs> you playing the podcast on the podcast. <laughs> but on the podcast, when you go on to any of the platforms it's on, it's, it refers to the iTunes, new series. Acast. There you go. It's Series 2, which... They actually take it seriously. Oh, do they? Series two. Yeah, they says, think it's actually seriously. Yeah. Well, we were recommissioned. I don't know if you remember. Exactly. We had the meeting in here so and we recommissioned ourselves. It's, it's down a series two, and I'm really worried there's going to be an advert as I play this, but just have a listen. It's really right at the top. Uh, we have commissioned ourselves for a second series. <laughs> we have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's lovely. No, I'm not saying it's not lovely. It's just a very sweet... It's a very squeaky... I already feel very warm happy. towards you anyway as a <laughs> yeah. friend, but that just made me feel very warm. That's nice. Um, you don't normally speak like that and if you spoke constantly like that it would yeah, be really be odd really annoying but we yeah. have it's lovely <laughs> thank lovely. you yeah. anyway I became slightly obsessed while I was in Australia uh, with In the Heat of the Morning because uh, it was quite hot yeah it is. it's a there's also a song called that vibe yeah, Bowie, yes, that's true yeah, yeah good point mm. uh, that, now you bring that up but leave that alone what was it like the temperature <laughs> was, for you it was really quite hot especially in the morning but uh, yes no I because I, I, I'm interested I think one of the things mm. about um, Bowie 
and indeed anyone that you really are, obs- mm. are obsessed with musically, is you sort of think about the time, the moment that they become that person. Yes. And yeah. it's obviously questionable, and I wouldn't say that, that once once he wrote that song, that was it. Right. And obviously there's still, I think, some weird other songs or, or whatever. Yes. But I, um, I'm not as au fait as you are with the early Durham whatever stuff. Yeah. But uh, I think Dolly, my daughter, who I've mentioned a few times, said to me, mm. you know, that, that I should listen to that song. And I listened to it and I thought, no, wait a minute. This is a David Bowie song. This mm. is not, right. you know, uh, London Tartar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I actually went on for that to listen to, what's it called, Songboy Blue, Little Boy Blue, Little Boy Blue, yeah, Song Boy Blue. I think Boy it's Blue by is a good name. Neil Diamond. Uh, is uh, it by Neil Diamond um, or someone? Anyway, no, I don't know. Song Boy Blue. What's that? No, that's Song Sung. <laughs> song Sung Blue by Neil Diamond. Blue, but yeah, yeah. By Neil Diamond. Yeah, it's not that. It's, uh, definitely, not that. Not it's that. definitely not that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then I discovered that there is a um, Last Shadow Puppets version. Oh wow! Of In the Heat in the Morning, and I thought we should play that. Okay. Because I thought you know, do you know the Last Shadow Puppets? I do. Yeah. Now that's Alex. Turner. Turner, from mm. the Arctic Monkeys, That's and right. his mate Miles, whose name I can't remember either. Uh, and Miles, they're, they're uh, very 60s band. It's interesting that they did this song. I'll just, mm. just hear it. I them sing before your gaze Senorita sways Dance with me before their frozen eyes I'm so much in love Like the ragged soldier catching butterflies I mean, it's a brilliant song. It's a great it's song. It's a brilliant song, yeah. and the reason I think it's... Mm. I mean, Bowie-ish, and I might just play Bowie at the Beebs version, which yeah, because I've got obsessed with it. I've, oh, good. I've gone to Pushing Ahead of the Dame, yeah. which uh, regular listeners might know is the very, very brilliant, actually, blog about yeah. Bowie, which does yeah, every song, and yeah. that, that says correctly that the best version by Bowie is on Live at the Beeb. Okay. Um, and, it, and it is incredibly confident, the vocal, yes. of In the Heat of the Morning. It's sort of, I think, when he's already started to do... Or head towards Ziggy Stardust, yeah. so it's more confident than on the yeah. Darren version of it. Um, but I just think that amount of sort of changes of melody in it—that's a bit what he was doing before with the Gospel According to Today or whatever. But mm. in that, it's kind of a bit unlistenable and novelty song. By the time he gets to that song, it's really interesting, unusual. But every melody is brilliant. Mm. It's every melody is accessible and brilliant. Mm. Um, so I'm going to just quickly see if I can... I'll slightly pick up on your Gospel According to Tony Day, which I think is a great song. But uh, I know do you? What, I don't know if I agree I, with that. I, I'm a big fan of that. Are but, you? But I, I also hear what you say. Who was Tony Day? Uh, it's just a, He just started making up... He thought he was Ray Davis a bit then, didn't he? Making up names. He was just making up a name. English kind of people, yeah. Okay, so let's just play a tiny bit of this. Is that the John Peel Top Gear... Version. Yeah, that was the Did name. John Peel of the... used to do a show called Top Gear. Yeah, 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 exactly. Without Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, with that, but with um, James May yeah. and um, Quentin Wilson. Quentin Wilson was yeah, yeah. Here's in the heat of the morning. Okay. Oh, nice DJ link. Thanks. The blazing sunset in your eye will tantalise every man who looks your way. I watch them sink before your gaze, Senorita sway. Dance with me before they Okay, we can't just listen to it, yeah. even though I'd like to. Something else I might point out is yeah. that's got the Tony Visconti orchestra on it. Okay. Which is not an orchestra, it's I think about three violins or something. Yeah. But it's brilliant as well. No, no, it's fantastic. Those yeah. sessions are brilliant. It's funny you're saying that because... I, it's not a... funny, I think. I think interesting. No, what I mean is it's not funny at all that no. you're saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but it's definitely interesting. Uh, there's a, so I do a different track altogether yeah. but that sort of points to what you're saying because... 
I was listening to there's an album called London Boy, which yeah. is a which is all best of of those Duram. Uh, recordings, but it's got a Space Oddity demo on it. Yeah. That and you know we've talked about before. Tony Visconti said he didn't want anything to do with Space Oddity because he and 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 it was actually Gus Dudgeon that ends up producing it. Mm. He thought it was a bit of a Gus novelty Dudgeon, song. who did the voice on the Laughing who did Note. The voice on Laughing Note. Mm-hmm. And um, you you look back and think, well, well what a ridiculous, you know, how wrong you were. But when you hear the demo, yeah, it's, it's a bit like. But also, it's what you're saying, which is when you listen to it. I played. It's not Bowie. He hasn't got his voice yeah, at yeah. all, and yet it's on a song where he definitely found his voice. Yes. So it's slightly. It's got a bit of a swing to it. I think I've heard it, but he'll okay. play a bit of it. Yeah. It's also not got him singing at the beginning. It's got this guy John. Oh yes, Hutchinson. yes, someone. John well, Hutchinson, who is, was a guitarist. Yes, who does the countdown as well, doesn't he? Yes, I think he probably does the countdown. Yeah. But if you listen, uh, who's the who's the guy? John. The guy Hutchinson. Does, John Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good good yeah. bit of info. Yeah, he, well, he was in Feathers with Bowie and Hermione. Was he? Farthingay, and was in The Buzz, the one you, we talked about before, or The Hype. Farthingay was not her name. Uh, Hermione Farthingay. Hermione, I think it Fothing, <laughs> Fothington Stanley, wasn't it? I don't know, but it sounded to me like you just said feathers in a different way. Farthingay, I'm sure it was Hermione Farthingay. Hermione, well, actually, yeah. if you put Hermione into, you yeah. get Granger, first of all, strangely. Yeah, it's not Hermione. her. It's not her. Hermione Bowie, letter to Hermione, of course. Hermione Farthingale. Farthingale, when you said okay, Farthingale. I'm a letter out. Well, more than I say, two letters out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is this is the sort of weirdly non-Bowie version, even though it's Bowie. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control. I've just looked up John Hutchinson. Yeah. And when Feathers broke up, uh, Bowie and Farthingale ended their relationship. Bowie formed a folky duo right. with Hutchinson, somewhat in the pattern of Simon and Garfunkel. So mm. I would say that must have been from that not, period. Not as successful, I don't think. Not as successful, fair. but it sounds mm. to me like, because there's That's so much they, of John yeah. Hutchinson on there, yeah. and they're harmonising, yeah. that... Uh, yeah, what, what that, I think that, is that that's Bowie and Hutchinson, right? Simon and Garfunkel. But it made me think. I'm was, still giving Bowie the Simon bit there because even in Bowie yeah. and Hutchinson, he's probably the I think most creative is, talent. I think that's probably right. Although John Hutchinson's later work possibly disproves that. Yeah. Um, but what I think is that what I got a bit obsessed about listening to that the other day was that it explains everything that track because one of the reasons because it's the same roughly the same melody but it's too much of a swing to it so it sounds just like a sort of folk song. You don't have that Bowie outsider thing, which is what everyone talks about, but that sense of him coming from another place, even though he's singing about space. It's also very folky. It's very folky, it's yeah. very sort of... And it's very Simon and Garfunkel. Even, right. the, even the drumming exactly. is quite like the drumming on the box. And then I realised... I've never understood the drumming in Simon and Garfunkel. The drumming? The drumming in Simon and Garfunkel. I always think, always like, bad. what kind of drumming is that? Okay. It's always really weird drumming. It's soft. Is it like sort of paddy? soft or in the distance... Or, or like they didn't really want a drummer, but someone said, "Okay, you got to have a drummer," and they said, "All right, but can you have him a long Sit way over away?" There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, yeah. it's a bit like that. Well, there's that going on, but it made me think. This is every. This is what happened because what happens is he then clicks in the late '60s, '70s, becomes mm. Bowie, yeah. and then in the '80s goes back to this guy, who... John Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's my new conspiracy theory. Not yeah. Paul is Can dead. I just say, by the way, one other thing important thing about John mm. Hutchinson is that uh, he's, on all music, where I found a little bit of information from mm. biography by Richie Unterberger, mm. uh, it's he calls him John Hutch in inverted commas. Oh, Hutch, Hutch, Hutchinson, mm. and I always think that's a bit disappointing because mm. I think like as a nickname. Yeah, I mean, I think like right. if you call Hutchinson, don't have Hutch as a nickname because that right. means no one's made any effort. 
Right, about okay. Nickname, have they? So I don't know if I've said it with you. Have we talked about your nickname? Have I got a nickname? I don't know. Have you, did you give me a nickname? Uh, Badders? Do you, call, do you call me something else? I call you no, da- I, Dave, Dave Badders. But <laughs> yeah. I have called you when you've. I don't know if you've ever heard me do this, but what? it just tickles me that yeah. I say Davidos. Davidos, which I, I quite like, like. No, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I like that, Davidos. I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, no, if you like it, it's like Tim's dying, oh afraid, They general. told me never to tell you that. <laughs> it's finally happening. <laughs> I'm actually strangling him. I'm so upset. About I like Davidos. Do you want to just try Davidos is. You know, I, you know, I don't like to be involved in my own nickname. That's a bit like I'm sure you know this. Paul, um, again, my uh, dementia is causing McCartney? me problems. No, played for Man United. Uh, Ints? Yes, Paul Oh, Ince. the governor. Insisted on being called the governor, uh, apparently, okay. but not like okay. know, not like that didn't just develop organically. He went around the team and said, I, I, what about this as a nickname for uh, me? The governor. I think the answer's no, but I'll ask you anyway. What about if from now on you change everything to Davidos, all your books, really? everything you do, would you do that? Davidos Badil. Davidos, not Davidos. Sorry. <laughs> Davidos. Are you saying that I just call it one name like Morrissey? Yeah. Davidos or Davidos Badil? Because John Hutch Hutchinson is calling himself John Hutch Hutchinson, in case anyone's I'm worried. Saying, and I, I, By the I'm way, honestly... that must be annoying. What's that? You have to say Hutch twice. Have you seen yes. John Hutch Hutchinson? It's really quite hard to say. But I think the uh, speech marks hmm. is a sense, ironically, saying don't say that bit. Yeah. Isn't just it? Say it's, just, it's just say Hutch or say John Hutchinson. Think he had a rabbit? <laughs> uh, think yes, had a yes, hutch, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we did, yeah. in his name, but yeah. did he have an actual... But I think... Uh, no, I'm suggesting we just call you Davidos. Uh, um, so the reason on. I brought up in the heat I've told you about the jester. Have I ever mentioned that before? What jester? About a friend of a friend at university who volunteered his nickname and well, said... The jester? Would you call me the jester I think you have, but not yeah. on this programme. Not he on this... Said, I'm calling I'd it like, a programme now. I'd like, <laughs> not, not on this podcast. <laughs> I'd like you to call me... Would you mind... I'm sure... But would you, you have mind, told he me said, this. at the beginning of university to these people he got to, you know, started hanging out with, would you mind from now on calling me the jester? Yeah. And did you call him the jester? I think they called him... I wasn't my friend. This is another unit at Manchester University right. where I wasn't. They called him the jester bit in a way that would never forget. let him forget that he volunteered He asked to be called it. the so jester. In a way was he actually a jesty band? I mean, did he... he did he do I'll tell you what he was. Things? He was a fan of Marillion. Oh, right. Well, there we go. Think. Well, you'll know, of course, that mm. there is an album by Meridian script called Something Script for Jester Tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good that you know that. No, because a lot of friends were really into it and so I was just right, along with Genesis. But let's not forget, you've been quite a prog hater uh, initially. <coughs> Certainly when we first mm. met, you were very anti-prog. I I've might need to talk to you about that. Forced, I've, what? I've started you, listening to quite a bit of Genesis. More Genesis? Think, yeah. Well, no, you have to talk about it now. Yeah. Obviously, because um, this whole Bowie thing is really a cover for me to try <laughs> and get you to like Genesis in a bigger way than you do. Uh, regular listeners will know that... Uh, Tim was very anti-Genesis, a band I like, uh, in fact, like enormously, uh, certainly up to and including Wind and Wuthering, mm. uh, which they released in 1978. Mm. After that, they are a bit shit. Um, mm. And uh, then I managed to get you to admit that Trick of the Tail was a fantastic album. Mm, no, it is. But then you wouldn't listen to anything else. I'm wondering whether we... I'm just... I'll come back to this. Come I wonder whether this. I should phone my brother. Okay, so this is a very big moment in this podcast. Anyone who's listened to the last two podcasts will know that the highlight of the last two podcasts, without a doubt has been the Linda story. Uh, and we sh- not, shouldn't necessarily say what that is, because I think most people mm. either know what it is or mm. will now have to go back to the last two and listen mm. to it. Weirdly, I was speaking to Jonathan Ross, who's going to be on the podcast okay. quite soon, hopefully, mm. and was trying to explain to him how it's related to the Bowie Nazi wave. But it's quite difficult to explain that, because that's how it actually came about. I'm not sure I even have got that. Have you not remembered? Well, I can't remember how Well, that's it... how it came about, oh, yes. because yeah, I said that in my understanding of watching the Bowie wave, mm. which we watched on mm. YouTube, mm. it seems to me that he's thinking about doing a Nazi wave, and then at the last minute he bottles out and mm. just does a 
uh, sorry, a Nazi salute, mm. and then bottles out and just does an ordinary wave, but it mm. comes out as a bit Nazi because yes. there's a hangover of Nazi salute in yes. his wave. I, and rather right. weirdly, that led you to think about this story, and perhaps we should now phone Rob yes. so that he can, he okay. can tell us about as it. As you say, because we have quite low production numbers, I'm ringing him on my mobile. It's just going to ring, isn't it? <laughs> no, here he is. Hey, Rob. It's your brother. It's your brother Tim. So we're live in our podcast, and David is sitting. Hello, Rob. Hello, David. I can hardly hear you. You sound like you're in a tin somewhere. What about now? Can you hear me now? There, yeah, much better. Okay, where are you, Rob? I'm at home. I'm working at home today. In Sweden. What we'd like to do now is, it's become a bit of a, a, a sort of recurring thing on this podcast. An incident that happened in... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, when would it have been, Tim? Well, Rob, what do you think? About mid early eighties? I'm saying early eighties. Yeah. Well, could you tell the story? Because I've told it. Obviously, Tim's told it, but you're the you know, shouter's mouth, really. So, so why, don't, why don't you tell it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually had debated whether I was going to shout hello when I asked. <laughs> uh, tell us what happened when Linda <laughs> came round on that. I'm amazed that the, the third retelling is, is, is going to be as amusing as Still funny. It gets funnier every time. <laughs> I've, I'm thinking about it now and it's making me laugh. <laughs> Who knows? Let's give it a go and we'll see if it's still I'm, funny. So. That's good so detail. Some kind of swap shoppy kind of type of program. Uh, the doorbell rang. Tim, 
Were you at home? Were you upstairs? I was. Can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Mum, I know, was upstairs in the bathroom. Uh, the doorbell rang. I went to the door, opened the door, and there was Linda. Yeah. Our neighbour. It's already. <laughs> yeah. Again. I'm already laughing. Um, Tim's gone, but I. And so I was on the doorstep, open door. She was on the doorstep, the doormat. So, thirty centimetres maybe from each other. Around about the same height, level, I think. Yeah, well, that probably would have been. That's what's going to happen would have made me all frightening that you're the same height. Yeah. But she was quite, she's quite tall, Linda, but I was obviously in the house, so she was a step down. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, so you were, yeah. Yeah, you were towering above her. Uh, no, you were the same height, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. kind of brain freeze, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was, I think, I'm guessing what happened was that somewhere my brain clicked in and said, in order for your mum to hear yeah. you, I need to shout. Yes, because she's I'm, upstairs. pre-planning. <laughs> yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, your body went into <laughs> shout mode, is what happened. Yes, it sort of prepared itself for shout mode. What happened is, uh, it, it kicked in immediately. Yeah. So, my, my, my plan was perhaps wasn't in a plan to say, yeah. Hang on, Linda. Oh, and then turn away, and then turn away, and then start away. shouting. <laughs> and, and maybe even take a step towards the, the set, and then shout, uh, "Mum, it's Linda." <laughs> yes. No, I see. I see how how it was going to work. I mean, it sounds perfect the way you planned it out. But it, then, well, imagine actually, we wouldn't be talking about it now if it was just a normal. <laughs> so, what actually happened? Give us some sense of what actually happened. Well, what actually happened was, and, and I, I'm. A, I'm really disappointing here and, and, and say that I have no idea how it happened or why it happened. But what happened is, as you know, um, <laughs> my brain went into shout mode immediately. So 30 centimetres face to face from Linda, I said, hang on Linda, I'll just get her. <laughs> then, then turned my head yeah. and shouted, Mum, it's Linda. Yes. So hang on, Linda, I'll just get her, which in any normal sense would have been said quietly, followed by an increase in volume. That's what happened. The increase in volume happened far too early, almost like in uh, if Tony Visconti in a Bowie situation had put the volume up far too early on the graphic equaliser. Your graphic equaliser was turned up. Can I just ask one point that we haven't... You touched on it earlier, but, Tim, yeah. you, Tim you said, I don't know where I was, but surely you heard it. Surely there you were in your room and you thought, bloody hell, Rob's shouting. <laughs> actually, Rob's shouting in a weird way. It's funny, it's one of those things, I don't even know if I was, I don't know if I was there or not, or whether you told me afterwards. Or... I don't know either. I, I can't remember if I recounted it. Huh? I remember afterwards going through this sort of, as I say, I was about 11 or 12, just going through this pain of embarrassment that you can get at that age. Did you actually say, did you at any point say, sorry, Linda, I don't quite know why I shouted at you? No, and it's probably quite difficult for you to articulate what And also, happened. you're sitting quietly on your own yeah. after it, just absorbing what you've done. Can I say, by the way, that your, your, your brother is actually crying real tears here. He's been laughing so much at this third retelling of a story he knew already. It's extraordinary. It is unbelievable. Yeah. It is very funny. Did Linda say anything? Did she say, why are you shouting? Shush. No, because, again, I don't know if I was there or not. 
again, I think I'm, I'm, I may have, I either retreated directly into the living room and left her there on the doorstep, right. or I ran upstairs to get my, so I, I said, I'll get her or something, but I didn't shout it, I actually said, it, and then I disappeared. So one or two, of, one or other of those happened, but it's kind of, in the trauma, I've kind of blocked out. Oh, so are you not sure, can I just ask, are you not sure whether you did actually shout up? Because in a way, the whole thing would have been funnier if you'd shouted at, her, at Linda, but then not shouted up at your mum. <laughs> Uh, no, I did shout up at my mum. Oh, you did shout at your mum, OK. But, but the question mark is if I shouted up a second time. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a question mark too far, <laughs> even, even for this podcast. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know if Tim's actually explained to you, I had to explain it to him just now, this came from me talking about uh, the footage of David Bowie doing a Nazi salute, where I posited the idea that he basically started the idea of a Nazi salute too early and then thought, no, I'm going to make it a wave and then it becomes a bit of one and the other. And that, that's, what, that's what reminded Tim of this incident. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I listened to the first recounting on the podcast. I do listen to it, you know. Oh, thank you very oh, much. Cheers, That's well, good that you I'm do that. Yes. Do you know... Are you a Bowie fan, Rob? You know he served Bowie. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm nowhere near the realms of YouTube, but I love him, of course, and I listen to him a lot. Very, very quickly, because we should let you go, because we know you've got a meeting to go into. But uh, very quickly, apparently you also served Bowie, by which don't, I don't mean that you were his uh, slave, but you were yeah. a waiter that he was a restaurant at? Yes. What was that? I had a, uh, a Christmas job at the Savoy Hotel in the late 80s as a student and served him at a banquet there. Wow. Uh, did he, he say anything to you? Do you want something to eat? Right. Didn't you serve him a coffee or something? Yeah, I did. And this is another one. I don't know how much time you got, but this is a, a, another question mark. I've got a lot of question marks hanging over my life. Uh, I served him coffee at the end, as you do. I said, would you like coffee for this, please? I wanted to say, I wanted to say, uh, I, I, I get some butter and bread, but I can't make a thing because the meat is dead. Yes. Is it cold? Do what? Sorry. That's a London boy's reference. Oh, isn't it? God. What I will get you some butter and bread, but I can't make a thing because the meat is dead. That's from I the London boys. <laughs> but you don't know if you said that. I remember that lyric from London boys. <laughs> or Did... if he uh, just looked at me in a weird way, or if he laughed. Or... So you did actually and... say that? No. Oh. I don't think so. And this is another one of those kind of black elements. In my head, I did say it. Right. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> Maybe you shouted it. <laughs> yeah. I shouted if you had shouted it really loudly, I'm going to have to say, even though you've said it and Rob said it, I still don't know the lyrics. Say, say the lyric to me, Tim, very, very precisely. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it's, I can't, I'd get you some, it's, I'd, I'd get you some butter and bread, but I can't make a thing because the meat is dead. Actually, no, actually, actually, the lyric is, I'd fix some coffee, butter and bread, but I can't make a thing because the yeah. meat is dead. So even though you claim not to be as big a fan of Bowie as your brother... <laughs> You knew an incredibly obscure lyric by heart of the London Boys well, we used to... and were prepared to yeah. say that to David, which is quite a thing. Yeah. But then yeah, you may... We will never know whether you did or not, I'm afraid. We will never know. And he, unfortunately, he's not around to test either. No. I tell you, I think he would have liked it. Here's the thing. Because I think in Bowie, I assume, when he met people, must have occasionally had people saying, you know, you're my hero. Uh-oh, heroes, eh? 
you know, yes. very, yes. very shit, yes. obvious reference points. Yeah. Whereas the London boys, I think, you know, no. from a waiter at the Savoy. Very few people quoted Durham period yeah. lyrics. What he might have said since it was the late 80s, he might have said, can you not quote stuff like that? Can you quote something from <laughs> Never Let Me Down, please? <laughs> to which you'd say, no, no I'm really no, sorry. I've never listened to it. Apparently it's shit. <laughs> yeah, Carl yeah. Spider. Rob, we're going to let you oh, go. Cheers, Rob. Well, that was brilliant. Thank you so much. And who knows if that will be the final... The last telling of the Linda story. I really hope not. Hope not. We might phone Linda next week. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good meeting, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Rob. Well, how nice to have Rob on the podcast. And, of course, I was thinking, we used to listen all the time to those early, those Duram records. We used to listen to them a lot when Bowie was in the middle of his 80s, that whole 80s world. And way we went backwards, um, Rob and a few friends of ours, and kept that flame alive that way. I mean, we just didn't listen to any of the other... To, to the really? History. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that Never Let Me Down is being remastered. Have you seen that? It's no. Like, and there's a whole... I don't actually remember. When I said that... Yeah, but it's, When I said that thing about Bowie might have said in the late 80s, mm. you know, can you quote something from Never Let mm. Me Down? I couldn't actually remember when Never Let Me Down came out. Yeah, it's 87. Probably 87. I'm what? pretty sure it's 87. I've got yeah. that in my mind. And yeah. it was, you just wouldn't listen. I mean, it's, it's very hard to listen to that stuff. They're stripping it back. And doing shot songs right. like zeros, you know that song. You know, I don't. The, but the, in the end, they're just not as good. Yes, I, I mean, good. although occasionally that works. Joni Mitchell's in the hissing of right. summer lawns okay. uh, is now what my voice struggled with because it's beginning of with right. Joni Mitchell starting to be very sort of Mingus and okay. jazzy like. But there is incredible and brilliant demos that that yes. are quite hard to find, uh, but you can find them of those songs and. In the same way, you might hope that stripped back versions of yes. late late eighties Bowie might be better, but they probably aren't. Um, this is going to be a short podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because partly because uh, we uh, have got lots of other things to do, uh, but also because uh, I don't think that we'll actually necessarily beat Rob's telling of the Linda story. There's no way anyone can. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I think that is the funniest thing that's ever happened. You know, Tell me the like Genesis I... thing. Okay, so um, basically. I've introduced me to Genesis. I have a very big issue with it growing up. I just decided I didn't want to be anything to do with it. And I still find that I don't really love them. I find them quite hard to love. Mm. Um, but basically, I run every Sunday morning. And I run for about an hour. Yeah, you've told me this. And you've been listening to so I now, but, but it's Trick got, of the Tale. Right. So I used to listen to Trick of the Tale. I found that really good company when I was running. Mm. What then happened is I started to expand a bit mm. into Wind and Wuthering. Yeah, I think I suggested yeah. Wind and Wuthering. You as, suggested it. If, so you're I, gonna, if you're going to go Trick of the Tale as the, as the entry point, the entry drug right. into Genesis, then I think you know the next thing, the sort of like up from yes. uh, light uh, marijuana up to sort of yes. you know cocaine is is Wind and Wuthering. You, well, so I did that at your recommendation and enjoyed listening to Wind and Wuthering. Then yeah, I thought. It's quite it's, a story, by the way. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> it's really, um, no. I then thought, I think I need some more new ingredients to add. Okay. So I then added some other genesis. And that, for me, is the big right. news, is that you I'm now listening, and I've now added these songs. And I can tell you what the songs are, if well, you want. Well, hang on, did you go to an album? No, or I, picked, you just... I picked some off a oh. big genesis list. Oh, OK. I added um, the musical box, yeah. which I enjoy listening to. I know what I like in yeah. brackets in your wardrobe. The, the seconds out version or the Peter Gabriel version? Selling England by the Pound. Selling England by the Pound version, yeah. yeah. Cinema Show. Yeah. Carpet Crawlers, which I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I think is an extraordinary. Yeah. Firth of Fifth. Yeah, okay, these are all Selling England by the Pound or Musical Box. And Supper's Ready. And Supper's Ready, so it's Foxtrot. I listen so, to all of those. So, so what you're talking about is you've now made the dive 
into yes. Peter Gabriel, Genesis. Right. Okay. That's what you've done. Yeah. Uh, and yes. I, I think I think you now might have to put your hand up and say that you're a Genesis fan. In fact, can you say it now? No, I can't. You have I to. Can't. See, why can't you say it? I find that far too... I don't, um, okay, look, here, here, I, I find this is an interesting too, moment. That, yeah. You know, I thought this wasn't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just your fucking running diary. But now it is interesting because uh, you have said to me, I don't know, you know, whenever it was we first started talking about this, a year ago, whatever, I don't yes. like Genesis, blah. Fair enough. Like a lot of people, yeah. I sort of like talked you around to liking one album. Like, okay, I like that. Mm. Uh, and now you're saying you like another album mm. and a whole bunch of songs. Mm. I mean, you know, mm. there are. I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I like. Yeah. I think six mm. Van Morrison songs. I would say. Okay. And I would call myself from that a Van Morrison fan. If yeah. someone asked me, I would be able yeah. to. Say, yeah, I'm a fan of Van Morrison. Yeah. It's not like Bowie, but you know. Yes. Blah. You can't say because of this weird hangover from essentially mm. punk rock. I would say from the well, time from indie, some eighties indie, Echo the Bunny Man. Well, uh, there's a, well, it began with punk rock. I mean, yeah. it hung, hung, oh, o- it it hung yeah. over to yeah. well, till now really. Yes. To uh, the, the basically yes. prog, is, of is, which Genesis is, is were considered to be like like almost at the like top end of bad because they were not only prog but also sort of twee mm. at some level and folky mm. and all the rest of it. Uh, that they you can't say yes. it, that somehow mm. other the part of you that is still yes. fourteen. Yes. And still wants to be cool with the cool kids at school. Think like I can't say I'm a Genesis. Well, can't say it out loud. Well, I think you can, Tim. I think it would be good for you if you say the words, "I am a Genesis fan." What I can give you at this stage <laughs> oh, no. is I'm, like a politician. I'm... This is like a politician. <laughs> this is like Jeremy Paxman interviewing Michael Howard. I want to get back to talking about jobs for working families. <laughs> um, I enjoy a them. number of Genesis songs no, no, in the no. context of running. No, that's not. Enough. I only listen to them when I run. Well, that's quite a. How often do you run? Uh, once a week. Well, that's yeah. a lot of... Yeah. Uh, I know, I look like this and I only once a week. I agree with you. <laughs> that's a um, lot of Genesis to be listening to. I enjoy my playlist of Genesis. <laughs> uh, you said you were obsessed I, with Carpet Crawlers. I think that's an amazing song, isn't it? You're a Genesis fan. I'm Just a, say the I'm word. a Genesis fan. Okay. Let it happen. I'm a Genesis Ladies fan. He's come out. It's an incredible moment. I'm a Genesis fan. Tim Hinks has uh, finally yeah. said... <laughs> and I can feel he's still uncomfortable with it. No, I'm really uncomfortable Shout it. Be like Rob. Imagine I'm Linda and I've opened the door and Linda Wuthering is playing. I'm a Genesis playing. fan. Why are you I'll shouting? just get her. Oh, the music's on. That's why you're shouting. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, great. Well, we'll be back with another podcast next week uh, after Tim has come to terms with this great revelation that I think will make him a better person in the long run. More, more comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. No, no, I feel worse for saying it, but I think in the long run, thank you. Yeah, the carpet crawlers heed their callers. That's mm. all I'm saying. I love that song. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Acast anbefaler.
Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.